Hello, we're learning in the study of the Ten Sefirot, part 3, in our observation, chapter 7, item 1. Chapter 7 explains the Ten Sefirot of the Sof of the Patsuf. Item 1. Title. The difference between the pay and tabur and from tabur downward. Item 1. There is a great significance to the fact that Ari always refers to every goof by the name seven lower sfirot. You already know that the coarseness and the boundary in Malchut operates only during the illumination of the reflected light from above downward meaning from Malchut downward. Know that there is a great difference between the illumination of the reflected light from above downward before the clothing of the light in the complete vessels, meaning from Peh to Tabur, and the illumination of the reflected light from above downward after there is clothing in complete vessels, meaning from Tabur downward. It is so because from above downward, prior to the clothing, is called the toch of the patsuf, meaning the essence of the patsuf. For the entire direct light in the patsuf is clothed there. That place is called from the pe to the tabu of the patsuf, where pe is the kete of malchut. And the tabu is Malchut of Malchut. Again, item one, title. The difference between. No, no, keep, keep going. Keep going. Item two, title. The tense forgot of the self of the Patsuf are reflected light. Hold on, maybe there's a question here for Kiv. Yes, dear Rav. What does it mean here when he, he says that the toch of the patsuf from keter to malchut is peh and from malchut to malchut is tabu? From peh vosh and beyond into the patsuf is already the malchut. It's Malchut. Except from Peh to the Tabu, or is the first nine of Malchut, and from Tabu to the Sium is Malchut of Malchut. We can divide it into thirds or nine parts and in other ways. But ultimately, the will to receive from Peh to Tabu, down to the Malchot of the Patsuf, these are the upper nine Tetrishonot of the Patsuf. The upper nine, the Tetrishonot of the Malchot of the Patsuf. And Malchot of Malchot is below the Tabu. We'll see it soon. Item 2. Title, the ten Sfirot of the Sof of the Patsuf are reflected light. Item 2. 
the reflected light that descends from above downward after the clothing in the vessels is completed is regarded as the tenth filot of the siyum of the patsuf. That place is called from tabur downward to the siyum of the patsuf. That tabur is malchut of malchut. From the restriction onward, she can no longer receive any direct light. Hence, the same tense filot from the peh to the tabur, though they sparkle below the tabur as well, since direct light is not extended with a sparkling but only reflected light, it is thus regarded as female light, meaning receiving and not bestowing. Also, there is no bestowal and expansion in these ten sefirot, and therefore they end that degree. Continue. Heading of item 3. Anything that the lower one causes in the upper one is also granted to the lower one. There is still no reception in the pe. 3. We could ask, therefore, how does the direct light pass from the pe downward? Since the pe, too, is the phase of Malchut, who does not receive direct light from the restriction onward. You already know that the restriction was done on phase 4 in the sense of her being a vessel of reception, meaning after Malchut had already expanded by herself and clothed the entire upper light. However, the peh, which is the malchut of the rosh, operating there from below upward, meaning that she does not have any vessels of reception, but only raises reflected light from her upward, thus, because she caused the expansion of the ten sefirot of the rosh, she can also expand from there downward, from her and within her, over the four phases, Chub Tum. The first three phases, Chuchmah, Bina, and Tiferet in Malchut, are suitable for receiving direct light. Only Malchut of Malchut, namely Tabur, is considered the vessel of Malchut here. Her restriction rides over her, and she cannot receive within her any direct light. Meaning, in all the sefirot, or in all the desires that we have from tabu to peh, or from peh to tabu, we can receive the light in order to bestow both the light of Chochmah and the light of Chassadim, whereas below the Tabu, we cannot receive 
the light in order to bestow. And there, he's, he, he will explain shortly, there only a different kind of light can expand. Please. Item 4, heading. The taboo that has come to receive is unfit for expansion with direct light, but only in reflected light. From this, you can always discern that the malchut that operates from below upward has the ability to expand from her and within her over four phases, and she receives direct light in the first three phases. However, the malchut that already operates from above downward, meaning the malchut within that malchut that expanded, is no longer fit for receiving any direct light within her because the force of the restriction is already riding over her. The malchut that operates from below upward is called keter of malchut or peh. The Malchut that operates from above downward is called Malchut of Malchut, or Nefesh of Nefesh, or Tabur. Meaning we have two forms of Malchut, in the Peh and in Tabur. Peh and Tabur. One uses, is used from below up, and one is used from above down. From her and below, meaning. From that we have. Title of item 5. In the Rosh, there are only roots for the vessels. In the Toch, vessels for direct light. In the Sof, only reflected light. Item 5. We have clarified the difference between the Rosh, Toch, and Sof of every Patsuf. The ten spirot of Rosh do not have complete vessels of reception as the reflected light that rises and clothes them from below upward is not regarded as vessels but are useful only for capturing the direct light in the potsuf. In this manner, it can afterwards sparkle and pass from above downward. And this, and for this reason, they are called roots for the vessels. Ten sefirot of the toch of the patsuf, from peh to tabu, are complete vessels where most of the clothing of the direct light in the patsuf occurs. The ten sefirot of the toch of the sof of the patsuf are regarded as female light since they are reflected light without direct light they receive and do not bestow and therefore end the patsuf and stop its lights thank you Rav we've met reflected light which is deflected from the striking in the lower screen of the taboo. Now, what's described is the reflected light in the sof of the potsof. Are these two different kinds of reflected light? You have to 
hold yourself back a little bit more. We will learn in the next part, in part 4, that there are over 20 kinds of reflected light. So there you will see what's going on there. PT-19. It's more concealed than revealed here, but what I want to ask is that in the Koshtar there are only roots of the vessels. What are these roots of vessels? Roots. It's still not vessels. There's no connection between the light and the vessel because there's no vessel. Rosh is only light. Let's say the host gives you some, some part of the food that he made and you reject it. And then you make a calculation. And after the calculation, you begin to relate to what he's giving you in a realistic manner, practically. This means that you begin to work with the vessels. Therefore, in the Osh, there are no kelim, no vessels. So he writes, Malchut is called Keta Malchut. Is there a matter of the work here of the ones who deal in spirituality, that's our work. It's not theory here, right? Yes. It's not theory, right? No. So how can we explain that he says that Malchut, that serves from below upwards, is called Keter Malchut. What is the work here? It's making a restriction and it rejects everything the host wants to give her. Then it makes a calculation. Uh, how can it be connected to the hosts in order to not be the receiver, but to be a bestower like him? This calculation is taking place in the Osh, per Vosh. Got it, thanks. PT 35. What are complete vessels? Complete vessels are where you have a desire to receive that is equipped with a restriction, a screen, and reflected light. Typically, it's possible that it's only the will to receive, but it's sorted out, it's clarified. What do you mean, sorted out or clarified? It means that it's clear for this partzuf what kind of vessels it has and it can work with them. Good morning, Rav. He ends this item saying that the vessels that are below Tavo are vessels reflected light. How can there be reflected light below Tabo? Of course. Yeah, the screen, the coarseness, the restriction, screen, rejection, reflected light that doesn't want to receive. This is the form of adhesion in the Creator, and it can be only in the form of rejection. When you are visiting the host, then you have such desires in your work, you can receive from the host and enjoy them in order to bestow to the host. Let's say you have such desires, and you have such desires where that you cannot fill because 
it's not going to be for the benefit of the host. You're not going to think of the host when you begin to fill such desires. Then you don't allow it. But there is a restriction and, and reflected light there. Isn't the reflected light a result of the zivug, of the coupling? The restriction is the first action. The restriction is the first action, and after the restriction, you are sorting out your vessels, your desires, with which you can receive, with which you can only bestow. Yeah? Even when you do not receive and you keep these vessels from receiving, it's a result of your desire to bestow to the host. You're thinking of him, the connection to him, and not not of the fact of, you know, not of whether or not it feels pleasant to you. Thank you, Rav. Suppose the ten is the upper one and the friend in it is the lower one. Go back to item three. What's said there is what the lower induces at the upper, he also is rewarded with it. So is this the test for incorporation, giving to the upper? Giving to the upper one? It's giving to the upper one. I don't know what you want. Care, concern. Care for whom? To the other, to the friend in the tent. If you take the desires of the friend in the tent and together with him you wish to bestow to the Creator, this is the meaning of care or concern for friends in the tent. Can we call that incorporation? You can. Okay, so we continue. Chapter Chapter 8. Chapter 8 begins to explain the order of the cascading of the ten sefirot that emerge one below the other, called Arichanpin, Abba Veima, and Zon, or Galgalta, Ab, Sag, Ma, and Bon, that are emanated from one another through cause and effect. Meaning, it doesn't matter how we r- r- call the Sfirot, Keter, Chochmah, Bina, Zeran, Bin, Malchot, or Keter, Abba, Veima, Zon, or Galgalta, Ab, Sagma, Bon. It doesn't matter. The names are just names. We just call them different names, like with us, we name people in order to distinguish them. So it will be easier for us to be reminded of the right person and point to the right person. But the names are, each, each name points to 10 complete sfirot where there's a screen that's writing on the will to receive and these 10 sfirot want to resemble the Creator to some extent, in some way. This is a part of the spiritual structure, and we're talking about them. Um, read it. He's giving us the general form, the general depiction of the structure. Heading of Adam 1. Explaining the reason for the cascading of the five Patsufim Gilgalta Ab Sagma Bon and their emergence from one another. 
Item 1. We shall now explain the order of the cascading of the Potsufim from one another and how they are generated by one another by the necessity of cause and effect. To use fewer words and broader meaning, we shall refer to the five phases of the Rosh as Galgalta, Enaim, Ozen, Chotem, Peh. These are the four, five parts of the Rosh of the Partsuf. That's how we, instead of saying, Keta, Chochma, Bina, Zahampin, Malchut, we say, Galgalta, Enaim, Ozen, Chotem, Peh. Next. And the five phases of the goof as Keter, Chochma, Bina, Zeranpin, and Malchut. We shall refer to the refinement of the screen as an ascent, because an ascent means refinement. When we want to say, for instance, that phase four was refined into phase three, we shall say that the Malchut ascended to the Ranpin. Make certain you do not forget that. And we simply need to know these things by heart, that this is how it is. Next. Heading of item 2, four fillings in the four letters, Havaya, which are Ab, Sag, Ma, and Bon. This you will hear tomorrow. I want to ask you, because it's very important to me. I think most of you who were in the lesson, or you heard the lesson later from the recording, what do you think, the afternoon lesson? What do you think we can change or, or about the lesson or add to the lesson how to do it for the pleasure of everyone it's very important for me to receive some feedback from you as usual we have Vlad and Svika I guess Vlad I really liked the lesson. There was a survey, and I wrote in it that it would be good if you could read the study of the Tzvot or Zohar, but actually the material that was yesterday was wonderful, very practical. I think it's the best short excerpts and very practical. Okay. Let's hope that the group of Akoka and Dudi will give us good material. I, I don't decide what we'll learn. I trust you that you're choosing for yourself. Sometimes get into it, but typically you decide. Okay, Vlad really took the words out of my mouth. We, what we learned was very relevant. 
It wasn't easy to come to the lesson because it's something you had to add, but maybe from time to time to read Zohar. I hope that they'll take that into consideration. Uh, we will take uh, certain, some juicy parts from the Zohar and we'll learn them as well. H10. Here in Idaho, in America, where I live, the lesson is at 5 p.m. So it's really, it really helped that you have the morning lesson, you wake up at 4 a.m., you keep on going with the day, and it gives you a lot of day during the, 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 the day. And I really thank you for it. Good, thank you. Before focus group, I want to update that I just got a, a message that yesterday 4,321 people were connected to the no, it's lesson. like a morning lesson. I don't know, it looks, it seems to me. Hello, Rav. Thank you very much for your time yesterday. The lesson was like an explosion. My question was, during the day, what we're used to do until, until now is that we're like chewing on the morning lesson during the day, and we internalize it. And when the noon lesson starts, everything is erased. Maybe it's okay. But what I felt is that I forgot the portion we got in the morning lesson, and something new started. The question is, are we missing that we're not chewing enough what we had in the morning? No. No. Every... Every, everything you intend to attain in spirituality will come after you learn a lot and forget everything. It's not important what you remember. I understand that uh, with us it's a certain uh, indication how much we, we did, how much we learned, how much we've done with the material, but in in essence, no, it's not important for us how much is left. Also, from what we studied, all kinds of things, it doesn't matter how much is left in your head. No. We care about only we only care about how much we want to we connect, we want to attain it in practice inside of our corrected vessels. Only this is important. Rav, can I ask a question? Yes. I'm one of those, I guess there are others that you, maybe you can put an ear, earbud in your ear, but it's not like the morning lesson is. Uh, among many other things I do during work, the question is what should be my relation to the lesson in such a state? Look, each one tries somehow. I can't say. Each one tries to somehow reach a state where he's incorporated in it. If he can't do it, it also happens. What can you do? We don't see it as the, this lesson as a primary lesson, but as an additional lesson that is helping people continue the connection between them. But is there a point to still some, some to a certain extent 
You'll see over time what is the correct attitude, correct form. So I have announcements to conclude. Thank you, Rav. We'd like to mention, if you haven't noticed, we have a noon lesson. The lesson takes place at 1 until 2 p.m. Israel time. It takes place in Tuesday. Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It's broadcasted in our vote and also Svevatava. And immediately in the end, it's on the archive, Kabbalah Media. Our schedule for today, 10 a.m. the world. Today it's going to be about the thought of creation at 10.30. The program Spiritual States will be broadcasted. The subject is Reflected Light. As we said, at noon, 1 till 2, a noon lesson will end with the tune. Yeah.